Right. Yeah, they're all kind of that way. But wouldn't, um, I know we're going to talk about this, but does this have a lot to do with, like, maybe because of war and the government really wasn't focused? Or, like, it wasn't like, because I was trying to think about this. This can't be this bad. Like, you got government, you got state, you got federation, you got companies, like, you got local, like, it was just all bad. So I'm just trying to figure out, is it more because of the post area? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about. It. I think it had. I think it had. Well, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that that there was a war going on, and and the uh, you know the mining was important to keep going, right? So, okay. Let's man. It's a lot to cover. Okay, who would like to say the prayer? Anybody needs a mask? There's one right here. The priority is for me not to get COVID. I was thinking about this. It sounds selfish. Do you want to hear my reasoning? Yes. If I get COVID, what's going to happen? Online for 10 days. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. Right? So, let's keep healthy. Were you going to volunteer for the prayer? Thank you. Actually, on the COVID front, keep your fingers crossed for me because you guys are all going to leave now. My my daughter's roommate has COVID, like in her room roommate. So I said, get the heck out of there. Um, so she was staying in another room, and then I, she came home last night. She'll be home this weekend. But that girl's just isolating. <laughs> so, and I got I got last time I got COVID a year ago. I got it from my daughter. So I was like, you can't give me COVID twice, or you're going to be in really big trouble. But. Okay. Did everybody get a chance to get the book or is planning on getting the book and catching up in the reading? And it, I heard it was $30 to rent. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Hey, that's good. Yeah. My niece, who's a nursing student, just got into the nursing program. Her textbooks cost $1,200 this semester. Oh. Yeah. So feel good about your $30. <laughs> I mean, I try to keep them, keep them down. It is one of those things where I think it's one of the best things you're gonna you're gonna purchase, right? So, I'm not one of these that I have to, I have to have a five dollar textbook. Question? Yeah, what's the Woodrow Wilson portion of our reading in that book? Yes, yeah. hidden apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it was in there. Yeah, it was. So it went. It went. It talked about the it did the definitions first, right? At the very in the kind of the front matter. We'll talk about those very first. Then then it does the Wilson right. Mm -hmm. Then it does Stillman's paradigms, and then the case study. Yeah, so just go back and, and if you didn't catch that, just read it um, after class. So, Any other questions? Did that end up being a ton of reading? Yeah. It was a lot. So that's, that's one reason why I told you to skim. The, did we skim that? We, we got an okay feel for it? <laughs> okay. Um, did anybody else have any, any questions about the syllabus or class or yeah so with online fridays are we like doing a zoom meeting or? no okay. these are going to be well i'll stack the i'll stack the tests the first two tests will be on fridays okay and then the last one may or may not be depending on how it falls and then we have some frontline videos that we watch in here pbs um i'm addicted to frontline if you've had me before those will be on fridays and then, and then on the other days, it'll be some kind of an online activity. As I mentioned, one of the things I like to do is for some of the discussion on those days where we're not here is to have some video recordings by students where you'll get a question and you can do this for extra credit, right? So I have that coming up next Friday. So be thinking, I'll probably send out an email maybe Monday saying, hey, if you want to volunteer for this, let me know. Um, I use that quite a bit over 
when we weren't in, in person at work. I, I liked it. I thought it worked pretty well. And then, and then people that weren't in person could see the other people in the class because it's hard to see everybody when they're on just Zoom and a little tiny square. But if they're presenting to you, I feel like you get to know the students a little bit better. Yeah? Just to clarify, like, sorry, I'm struggling with getting all the structures in the class. But basically, for this class, it sounds like every week we'll have one of those like questionnaire things that we fill out with the, with the format and everything. Yeah, we'll so, alternate. Yeah, and then a quiz yes. comes after, and then on Fridays we do like a, a discussion board type thing. You'll do something online. It may be a discussion board and some videos. It may be, yeah. it may be, a f film, and I'll and I'll 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 talk to you next week about Friday and kind of show you it and walk you through it. But it'll say like step one, do this. Okay. Step two. On days we have quizzes, the first thing it will say is, if you haven't taken the quiz yet, take the quiz. Now, you don't have to do that. You could still wait until later and do it before midnight. But it'll prompt you to do that, and then it'll say, okay, watch this little video. Um, you have, um, some of our students have answered these questions about the reading today, watch these, go do a discussion post on this particular thing, go read this little current event or you know, whatever and I'll walk you through it. So that's what you'll do on those days. But again, half of them will be probably tests, videos, and the other half will be online activities of some kind. But we're not Zooming, yeah. So. Not that I hate Zoom. I, I got to where I was like, okay with Zoom teaching. It's not in person, of course, but yeah. I was just going to ask if you're still going to um, figure out the, like if we're going to turn everything in at the end of the semester. Oh, did I, how did I phrase that on? Oh, good. I'm glad I said it that way. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Cause, okay. Let me, I'll put, I'll put you in my mind for a second. So I didn't know kind of the status of my TA. And so I'm thinking. It's better for me if we just compile them and hand them in at the end if my TA is not going to really be active this semester. Turns out he is going to be very helpful. <laughs> so I think, I think what I'd like to do, if you guys are okay with it, and I think it would be better for you is to hand these things in as we go. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah. Okay. And then that way you're going to get a grade. Now, on this first one, I'm going to give you some more time, obviously, uh, because we just cha I just changed the, the structure on you. So... Let's look at, we got the schedule right there. So technically, we've got it done. You got a case three by Friday. Um, let's say this. And I'll have you guys, um, I don't know. I'm going to have him probably grade those online, so we'll just... Let's, is it just easiest for you guys to submit it online? Mm -hmm. And then he can get in there and make comments online and stuff? Okay. Let's just say um, for the first one, I mean, I think it's better, that the, the sooner you get done, the better, because then you can focus on number three. But let's just say sometime next week. So I'll go in there and put maybe next Friday to have that due. But you're also going to have a number three that's going to be due um, as well, so... Are we going to have a quiz on every single chapter or just the Every other. Every so, other. so the evens. Yeah, and they'll be on, they'll be on iLearn, so you'll know, and you'll see them pop up in your assignments. Does that make sense? So the evens are the quizzes and the odds of the cases. Yeah. Okay. So for McKay's question, just trying to know, you're going to, you're going to post the link every other week in order to post them? Just yeah. Like when you click on that, it literally just says, yeah, there was two things on there. Actually, one of them, I think, was a reading, in fact. Um, I'll have to go, what I'll do is, I'll have to go in there and make, if I make it an assignment, right, and give it a score, then you can upload it. So that's what I'll do. But, but just plan on one being due some Friday next week by midnight, and then you'll also have three probably due. So, and then you'll have a quiz next week, too, so. Yeah. Sometimes it's a quiz and a write-up each week, or is it one? You may have you you may have. Sometimes it's both. You could I mean you you could have a quiz and a you probably often have a quiz and a write-up in a right. week. Okay. okay. Yeah, it won't be very often, or maybe even at all, that you would have. You might have a quiz and a case study due the same day, but it's not going to be common. So, um, like next week, you have a quiz on the tenth. Right? I mean, it's Monday. Yeah, that's Monday. You have a quiz Monday. So that's always by midnight, right? Yeah, we're going to do them. Um, what did I do with that one? Did you guys notice? Did I leave it open for... 
Did I leave it open for a couple days? Is that what I did for the quiz? So I'll try to I'll try to leave them open for a couple couple days, and then I'll make it do the the day of class at midnight. So you could do it before class or by midnight. Oh, okay. oh so the I'd have do today's due at midnight. No, the write up that I've been that's the one I've been talking about next Friday because we just because I just changed everything. So you have a week for that one. Because remember we were gonna we were thinking about compiling it and at the end of the semester. So that will be due next next Friday. Quizzes I'll, I'll always leave open for a couple days and then they'll be due the midnight of class. So we'll have one weekly reading at least, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, you'll have readings like every every day pretty much. I had somebody, I think I think this is fairly obvious, but somebody emailed me and said, What am I supposed to read? It's in the title. Right. Yeah. So um, I kind of treat it how in the olden days when we didn't have internet, I went to college. This is dating me a little bit. I went to college undergrad before the internet was invented. Well, the internet had been invented, but it didn't hit popular culture yet, right? So we, so we, everything was here, and they give you the schedule, and the reading would be on it. Yeah, right. Um, I was gonna, with there being a lot of reading, I was just curious if you had any recommendations or advice on just how, on what notes to keep or how to just retain what I'm reading if there is a lot. Not too much like other classes, and I think it's fine. I just want to make sure that. Yeah, I, I think everybody has. Yeah, everybody style. has their own style. Obviously, don't don't highlight everything and don't make notes on everything. Right. Um, whatever works best for you. Um, I think doing nothing. If you don't highlight anything or don't take any notes at all, that's obviously not the optimum for for retaining. But you also have to remember we're going to talk about all this stuff too. So you put those two things together and say what kind of what kind of note structure. So I would I would probably me personally I would well I don't know the last time I was in school I was in grad school, and so in grad school you gotta you gotta know your stuff right. like really know your stuff because they're gonna call on you, and say, Trent take twenty minutes and tell us about this theory. So you guys are in a little different situation you don't have to know it that well. So I would probably I would definitely highlight I highlighted when I was an undergrad too and I'd take I I would probably opt out of taking, for me, I wouldn't have probably taken notes on a, like on, a separate on a separate piece of paper. I would have probably done some in-book notes yeah. for me and then come to class and taken more notes. Right. Well, then are the, are the exams on the cases or are they They're on both. On just yeah. reading Yeah. Multiple choice, two false questions on, on both, okay. the cases and okay. the, and the readings. I think that's good for me. So, but everybody has their own method. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can get into that habit of, um, of doing some highlighting, doing some note taking, at least a little bit while you're reading, and then taking good notes when you come to class. That's where I think the key is. So it sounds like just for the readings we do, mostly you're looking for us to have a loose understanding. Yeah. Rather than like a point by point. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, you'll need to know some of that stuff for the test, but we're also gonna go over it in class. Right. What's gonna be on? Yeah, the but I'm. I'm not. I mean, we're not gonna. It's not law school. Cool. I right. So. So, uh, you. So I believe you said that and the Boston Central is due a week from Yes, so day. next Friday, yeah. And so, it'll it'll pop up on your assignments. Do you recommend getting it, it done on sooner rather than later, or do you recommend doing it after the assignments due earlier? For this first one? Yeah. I would, my, my recommendation would be get it done as soon as you can. Because that way, because you've got a quiz next week, you got other readings, you got another case study coming up. So I would do it maybe over the weekend, do it Monday or Tuesday, and then that way you've got it done. So I'll go in there. One of the first things I'll do after class uh, this afternoon is go in and, and, and fix those so that you guys have those pop up in your assignments. And so you can just file upload those. But I think that'll work better. You'll get the feedback. So if there's, if, somebody, if there's a problem on you're not following the directions or something on, on the case, you'll know, oh, I didn't do very well on the first case, and, and we'll make comments. and. Then you'll be able to correct it. Is there any way that we'll be able to, like, if we do really bad the first one, like, we're not sure? That's why we have glorious extra credit. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'll use for that. Yeah. There's not you don't, you don't like retake the case, um, but you can use extra credit. So, but follow you'll do fine if you follow the directions, and you put in effort, you'll do fine. Uh, can we still like? Um yeah, I'll still do that. I looked at somebody's last night real quick. It was an A, by the way. Whoever you are, I don't remember who you were, but good job. Nice job. Follow directions. Great answers. So, 
So yeah, I know it's always a little, um, it's a little, when, you're, when you've got a new class and a new professor, they haven't graded anything yet and you haven't taken tests from them, you're a little uneasy, but um, you'll get the hang of it. We'll, we'll go, I'll tell Tom. So basically what I do with my TAs is, and this is pretty much what everybody does, I, I basically create the rubric for him for how to grade these things, right? And then, I'll, and then he'll, he'll look at them and, and then I'll basically go back and look at what he's done and I'll sign off on it. Um, but I'll tell him to go fairly easy on you on the first one at least. <laughs> I'm sorry I keep asking about this, but uh, for the past and Australia uh, write-up, do we have to read the case study before doing the write-up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're cool. gonna because you're gonna have to know what you're writing the questions about, right? Okay. Um. Okay. Well, I'm really glad I opted for a. I've got a little activity for you to do. It's homework. Just what you wanted for for these paradigms because we are definitely not going to have time now. But that was good. We if we have things to discuss, we need to discuss them. So it is what it is. Yeah. So with the paradigms, I was a little confused. Is that from the second reading? Is that when he's talking about the different time periods? Yes. Is that what, oh, Those are the four paradigms. Yeah. Okay. So we'll touch on it briefly. Maybe kind of I'll probably here in a minute ask you kind of what you thought. Usually what I do is I'll divide you guys up into groups. And say, hey, take 20 minutes and tell us, answer these questions, and then we'll and then we'll come back together. This time, what I what I've opted for is to we're just going to talk about it real quick, and then I'm going to have you do a discussion board okay. where you look at one of them and uh, answer some questions, and then uh, and don't take any more than 20 minutes to do it, so it'll be pretty quick. But and then what I used to do, and I'll probably go back to this at some point. It was a the blue book test, right? One of your essay questions would be. You know, do one of the paradigms, draw it out in an essay, and talk about when it was and what happened and who the major thinkers were and all that stuff. So, I just, I mean, what we're doing this time will accomplish my purpose, which is make you think about four paradigms for a minute. So, it'll be good. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about in terms of the reading is just the very start here. What um, would you guys think about the definitions? And, let, and let's, there were a bunch of definitions in the very front. If you, hadn't, if you didn't even look at them, why don't we take a quick minute. You can peek at them. And then I'll and pick, maybe, maybe pick one you like, and I'll call on some people. And we'll try to make sense of what public administration is based on these definitions. Because I, I don't think it's that clear if you've never studied it. If you ask someone on the street, hey, what's public administration, you'd get some butchered answers. I mean, they don't know who's in Congress and who the Supreme Court justices are either, so take it with a grain of salt. But. So I'll give you just a second. We'll just try to we'll throw some stuff up here and see if we can make sense of what public administration is. Okay, do you have one? Yeah. Um, I love, so it's on page three, it's like the fifth one down by OC in the suite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So public service is service, and as such, must always be seen in personal terms. This is what public administration means to me, the only path along which personal human development can proceed. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll pull it out of there. Service, personal terms, mm -hmm. progress. Uh, human development. Yeah, human development. Okay. Is it, we have another one? You have one? Yeah. Public administration is the production of goods and services designed to serve the needs of citizens and consumers. I like so that one. basically, a production of goods and services for citizens. Okay, excellent. Yeah. I like the one that says all administration, including public administration, depends on cooperative efforts of all the individuals who make up the administration. Therefore, administration is affected by all the complexities of human nature. Good. Complex. That one had human development. This one has human nature. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah? Uh, public administration can be portrayed as a wheel of relationships focused on the implementation of public policy. Implementation. Relationship. Public policy. The, what, how do they turn that wheel of relationships? I like that. Sorry. That's good. Whose definition was that? William C. Johnson. Oh, okay. Other ones? 
Uh, public administration is not only instrumental, public sector decisions and actions are often complex, involving multiple possibilities and change with time. Change. The public sector practitioners are involved with determining what government does in addition to how it does it. What it does. So I just think it's important because obviously it shows that it can change consistently over time. Yes. In many different ways. Yeah, that's good. Be accomplished. Yeah. Public administration may be defined as all processes, organizations, and individuals, the latter acting in official positions and roles, associated with carrying out laws and other rules adopted or issued by legislatures, executives, and courts. Oh, you picked the perfect one. That's the stuff that was missing. So we got laws, we got the three branches in that one, don't we? Okay. Maybe one more? Do we have one more that anybody liked? Or we don't have to do one more. Okay, so what, I got a bunch on here, so what can we tease out of this, what I put up here on the board? <clears throat> a lot, lot of change, we're trying to accomplish something, progress, development, it, it should be personal, service, you're dealing with people, and organi what organizations are involved in public administration? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of times people think about it, they think, they, well, I think rightly they think executive branch first, right? At the state, the city, or the national level. But it's, all, it's important to remember public administration happens, happens at the legislative level, happens at the judicial level, and, you know, all that stuff. One of the things I was, when I, when I went and got my master's in public administration, what I was super interested in was becoming a court administrator. Did, it, did anybody of you heard that there are court administrators before? Yeah, what do you think they do? They schedule the judges and, and manage things and work with the city and the county. And, and I actually did an internship in Idaho Falls with the court administrator there and, and just kind of saw on a day-to-day -day basis what they did. It was super interesting. But yeah, there's a lot of different public administration type jobs that you wouldn't even think about that happen in all three branches of government and all, and all the national, state, and local level. And then also even outside of the government with organizations that work with government, with nonprofits, intergovernmental organizations, and all that. So it is pretty broad. And I think that's why people have sometimes a hard time thinking about what exactly is it. it what it isn't is it's not business the, for sure, right? The product is the carrying out of the law and the service that we provide, right? If I if I'm if I'm at the D, if I work in the DMV, am I doing public administration? Absolutely, you are. The ser it's a service, right? I'm helping people get their light renew their license and get their tags for the registration, or whatever. Take you know, take the exam or whatever I'm doing. I'm not selling them a product. Okay, so it's unique to the law, and implementing the law. So I think that's important to remember as well. Yeah. Does it typically follow like career or I guess the work that I mean, always it's something, always it, ha it by its definition, it has to be something either in the government or a law right. or a policy or a rule. Yeah. And then we're, and then we're implementing those, those laws, policies, and rules by these things that we do. Right. So yeah, the, con the con one could say the constitution was the first act of public administration in this country. Right. Now we have a constitution, we have rules. How do we carry this thing out? Boom, you've started having public administration. And it's kind of the birth in the United States. So anything else you guys pulled out of this? Or does that help kind of get your head around? What is this class going to be about? What is this definition? So one of the definitions talks about like, the dynamic reconciliation of various forces in government's efforts to manage public policies and programs. So by reconciliation, what do you think? I think they mean, I mean, bringing different groups together on, okay. and, and I mean, and there's a lot of, I mean, even though a law was been, has been passed, it may not be clear exactly the best course even to implement it. Cause if the law doesn't tell you exactly how to implement it, there's some room to like figure that out. Yeah. So to bring people together to say, Hey, what's the best course of action in order to do this and make this thing work. So would you say there is a level of trying to create unity with public administration? Absolutely. Right? Okay. Yeah. No, we have to create unity. We have to work together or things just don't get done, right? Nothing gets done, um, it's, it's important. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about collaboration is, is, a, is actually one of the chapters that we have um, in the book. So, yeah. Um, do you say like administrative roles often play a part in like the checks and balances of the government, like offices that will often make sure that other offices are conducting their duties as well? You know, like a, a, like, like a, um, yeah. Sure. I mean, and, and it's one of the very first themes that's going to come up in the book. There's something that we're going to talk about called the politics administration dichotomy, which is public administrators are supposed to administrate, but you can't separate from politics. Right. right. So whether good or bad, you know, whether, whether one says we should, we shouldn't, we should be more cooperative and not have so many checks and try to try to work together, or we need to have those checks and they're important. Um, that stuff's going to happen just because of the system that we're in. So it's a great question. Um, you can't totally remove politics from administration, yeah. right? That's how we'll get that. It's impossible. So we, I think in administration, we try to be, just do as much administration as we can. Politics enters in somehow, um, always. So we'll talk about that as we move forward here. I think next week we're talking about that. So anything else? Okay, now if you get asked by somebody on the street, what public administration is, you're going to have a better idea, hopefully. So, um, but yeah, think of it in broad terms: all three branches, public policy and law, uh, implementation, and all of that. So, okay. The uh, let's talk about the Wilson reading. So who who knew that uh, Wilson was an academic before he was president? A few of you. Okay, good. So the, he's called the father of public administration because he wrote, he wrote this article. And what's kind of the thesis of the, of the article? We need to study public Yeah, pretty simple. We need to study, study PA. Um, he wrote this in 1887 while he was at Bryn Mawr college in Pennsylvania after earning a PhD at Johns Hopkins. Um, so starting premises, we need to study this. And, and who are we going to study? I mean, it's been happening in the United States, but we're a new country. And certainly we're doing public administration, but at maybe a smaller level. So where should we look, according to Wilson? Look, look to Europe, right? especially France and Germany, where they had long systems of public administration. They've been doing it for years and years. They're not <laughs> Yeah. Very highly centralized forms of, of uh, government. I love the, gosh, where is it, the quote? He, well, a couple quotes on that. So one question is, well, how do we, how do we borrow public administration from Europe or France and Germany if we're, if we're focused on them? But we're a completely different country with different a different system. How do we how do we how do we do that? Yeah. Uh, we just like take the parts that we need. Like he he did the quote like we borrowed rice from China or Asia, but we didn't take their chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. So like we can take the parts that we need. So the parts that we need. Yeah, I like that quote too. I had I have the kings and the, I have the kings and the lords one in my in mind, and then the and then the the. Borrowing the knife from the murderous fellow to use the knife not to murder other people, right? Well, I just think it's pretty naive to think that, like, just because we're so different and that we have these different types of, uh, just a government that we couldn't benefit from implementing something right. someone else does, right? Because that still works in another place. So Good. We could just implement it here and see how we can have it affect Good. Our Excellent. Family, yeah. Okay, other thoughts about that? Yeah. I just think it's extremely, it's like similar to what you just said, like, we took a lot of our government from the English common law anyway. Right. Uh, like our whole government is not the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, our whole government is a reaction to England yeah. being under English rule, right? So, so we, what did we do in the Constitution? We took the good stuff and we kept it in there, right? And then, we, and then all, all the bad stuff we, we took out and we, we did different things, right? Instead of, instead of a king declaring what the law was and taking us to war, we said, oh, we're going to have a Congress do that. So 
So we do that in the Constitution is naturally we would do that in our public administration is take the good stuff and not, not the bad stuff. So. Okay, why, why is he saying there's a need for it? What has changed here maybe in the U.S.? Uh, I mean, I found this quote that I liked. Um, it said, consequently, we have reached a time when administrative study and recreation or in creation are imperatively necessary to the well-being of our governments, saddled with the habits of long period of constitution making. So I think, you know, coming from England and being in the United States, all that's been, you know, kind of created and forged is constitution. Yeah. Just going off of that. But now we need to take, you know, public administration to where we can administer to the public when it comes to yeah. Think, yeah, think about how small we were. And we went from this small, we weren't doing very much. Uh, Washington, there was no cabinet even. Like Washington creates the cabinet. Con Congress didn't even have committees yet. And then these things start to develop. So we'd gotten to a point where he's saying, ah, the development's been enough that we need to like talk about how we do this now. I was going to say, like, you wrote it in the 1880s at the time, the United States was transforming yeah. like, this massively industrial country. All, a lot of people were leaving like the rural countryside and moving to yeah. the cities governments absolutely they couldn't really handle it so they needed some sort of reform in order to yeah better. and our cities are getting bigger and we're having problems and and uh we got to figure out how to deal with this stuff and it's it's the you know it's not it's not much longer where you think you start to think of the united states as a world power i mean you know, by the time we get to world war one we're really we're really there as a world power it's 40 years later right so we're 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 growing lots of change lots of technological change we're, we're involved in the world more we're not so isolated anymore, and so that's that's really the arguments that he's making that we need to we need to study this and we need to talk about it. We need to professionalize it and all of that. So, yeah. Um, also, America's getting physically bigger. Yes. Like it's becoming this large country. Yeah. And if you don't really know how to run a large country, it's kind of going to fall apart because there's so many different just yeah. things in America. Absolutely. Climates, um, just like where things can grow and where people can live. And you kind of need to learn how to run that in a way that's effective for all the different types of places there are, not just, yeah. oh, the East Coast. Yeah, absolutely. We're all said, uh, we're spreading out, or we've gone west now, and we've got these new states, and, and we need to be able to train people and, and have some consistency and, and all of that stuff. Okay, so we answer that question. Um, where are we going to do this? Where are we going to do this training? Universities? At universities, right. So this is, I think I talked about this the first day that we had this tradition of we started teaching after this courses in public administration and, and having degrees um, at this point, and we did it at the university level. And, and then later on, we added kind of the grad school part of it into it. So, so why are universities, I mean, this may be an obvious question, why universities? It's a great place to professionalize something, right? Where you, where you have people who are trained, who have learned, and they come in and teach others how to do it. It talks about there's a part where he says there's going to be a time where every university in the nation is going to have to specialize in this. And it's not, it's not going to prepare the, our country as, as bigger situations come forward. So it's, it's like in the top of there is an admirable movement. It goes down that paragraph. And just pretty much, in, in a sense, he goes deep in saying that you know the, the importance of public political science is going to be our footstone to everything we have right now in our country. Yeah. I think it's hugely important, obviously, or I mean, I'm biased because I have the degree and I've been teaching this and, and I helped develop the major and all that stuff. But if we don't train people to go out and do this well and do it in, with the principles of, a, of the democratic country that we live in and under the Constitution and do it in a civil way and professional, I mean, that, that would be a shame. We, are, we won't run effectively. And so it's really neat to be able to, to have, you know, and same with the poli, a lot of the poli-sci majors, even though they don't have technically a public administration they're going to go do public administration anyway so so i have lots of former students that go do this and they do it well and brings a smile on my face and all that stuff i'm sorry i forgot to mention and he also predicts in the end of that page that this will take away if we don't do this progressivist free-spirited people all this will call, go towards to hate and division he even predicts that this will go into division later it's not compiled in yeah i think in fact it, with all it's a great point and with all the you think about the i mean congress i mean congress is as political of a body as there is and it always has been and in the people you know if when we're talking we're pretty divisive too when we're just talking about public administ uh public policy and public administration and, and the law and all that stuff and, and our opinions on different things we need people who are trained and focused that are going to carry out the law and do it in a nonpartisan fashion 
and do it well. I think it's a, I think it's a great thing that we have um, to just keep things running smoothly in a time where there's so much divisiveness, right? And then we have folks, we have folks that work in government that work for, that work for Republican presidents and they work for Democratic presidents and then they work for Republican presidents and they're doing the exact same job, right? And they do it well. And they do it in a, and they do it in a, in a non-political way as much as they can, right? So I think that's great. We need that. Yeah, so. you wish there was more of it, huh? Yeah, it would be nice, right? It would be awesome. More working together is only good, mm -hmm. especially in a two-party system where we need each other. It should be that way regardless. Yeah. Um, it's a little sad, you know, back to Congress. It's a little sad because Congress was a place, you know, 30, 40 years ago where I, I think Republicans and Democrats would tell you that a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the fighting back and forth was more showmanship for the cameras and that they would, they would go have dinner and, and, and things together and they, and they, they were friends and there's not a lot of that anymore, right? Um, there's some, um, we need more of that kind of stuff. But anyways, any other last thoughts about Wilson in his essay? Okay, what, maybe the last question, I, we probably answered it. What, what principles should be taught? What is this, what is the teaching should be based on? For public administration, what's the framework? Yeah. Was it empiricism? What? Was it empiricism? Yeah, empirical. You know, we look. You know, getting back to maybe the thought of of um, looking to Europe and doing studies and seeing how they did things and and do. There's a science to it, right? And then, and then obviously, based on our constitutional principles, our federal system, our laws, and that and that's what we should base it on. And those those principles of of democracy and participation and liberty and all those things. I think also there's like an element of altruism. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's not, you don't necessarily have like a self-interest stake yep. in what you're doing, it's for the people. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll address that in an upcoming chapter as well. So, okay, let's start the case and then we'll, and we'll do, just maybe touch on the paradigms real quick. So the bad news, uh, I guess the good news is the cases are exciting, but the bad news is sometimes terrible things happen. And this is certainly a case where something terrible happens. The, well, what I like to do when we're, when we're talking about these cases is, is maybe get the key players up here first, and then we'll just, we'll, we'll talk about what happened and work backwards and try to come up with some recommendations. We don't have to have everybody on here, but who are the, who are the key organizations, the key players? In the case. So, so who? The state, of the state of Illinois. So we have the state. The union. We have the union. The whole company. The, yeah, the. the you got the employer, the union. The mine company. Okay. What's the. Uh, we have. Who's the governor? Green. Governor Green. They took out Al Capone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it green with an e, e on the end, or green with? A, it's just a regular green. We have Scanlon, who's the inspector, right? Mm -hmm. The good guy. The good. He's yeah, sort of posited as the good guy here. The inspector. U.S. Bureau of Mines. Bureau, the federal, the feds, mine department. There's technically three of them, but that was the main one. Yeah, there's federal inspectors too, actually. Yeah. Then they have inspectors. Should we say the miners? The mi uh, yeah, of course we should say the miners. They're like the main people. Yeah. Okay, then you have some other state officials. Okay. So what happened? I mean, obviously there was a there was a there was a mine explosion that killed um, how many how many people died? 111 people. Can anybody? Explain kind of technically what happened, why there was an explosion. Yeah, in the very back. Didn't one of the supervisors lay off? Like, there was a lot of dust that was combustible, and someone let off an explosive, and they had already had that happen earlier. There was a false alarm. Um, like, nothing bad happened. So it was based on that dust, and it ignited and caused the explosion. Yeah. So one of the things. Good. So one of the things that they do, um, they do what's called like a rock dusting. Mm -hmm. And what, what's that? The, the dust. They use water and 
and some other techniques to try to keep the dust down so that it's not, because it's dangerous, obviously. Um, so that's one of the maintenance type things they, they do. Um, but, but only, you know, the, the dust in the air and, and someone not, you know, doing what they're supposed to do probably caused the, caused the uh, explosion. So, okay, go ahead. And I would just say it's really interesting because once they implemented everything, they exploded that same day. Yeah. <laughs> so it was already too late for them to even do anything because it yeah. all went down the drain that the day they wanted it to happen at 315. Yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let's do this. What would be, what do you think like from, a, from, in all these cases, we're looking at the kind of the public administration reasons, the management reasons why this, the, this, we're playing Monday morning quarterback, right? If we could go back in time and fix stuff, what is it that happened that are the biggest no-nos? Um, let's, let's try to identify those first. Yeah. Well, there was an investigation that was done before, and I think that they identified some stuff that needed to be fixed, and those conditions were not, you know, followed through. They were not respected. So that led to the, uh, you know, explosion incident that occurred later. Um, so one of the big no-nos is really not following Scanlon uh, recommendations initially. Yeah. And there was 57 violations, but more yeah. accounting. I mean, there's not, there's not, I mean, there's a not following through in general, whether, whether it was a number of different reports and things. And then ultimately you had the miners help letter, right? That is kind of the dramatic piece in the, in the story where it's supposed to end up on the governor's desk and it doesn't, right? Well, it's various forms of neglect from like the company and the state and like everyone who was involved. The union tried their best to do stuff. But like so many people neglected anything, and so it just led to a really bad tragedy. So what is there? Some is there? How would we describe that? As we as a as its own thing, um, it's almost like that. It's almost like, you know, from all different levels, there's a lackadaisical, um, like a neglect mm -hmm. um, to really focus. I think this happens a lot, um, and leads to a lot of tragedies. We're gonna we have a we have a shuttle disaster that we're gonna talk about very famous shuttle disaster, that there's a lot of that too. Um, if we, maybe we just say complacency yeah. as a, not to be complacent. Okay, yeah. Kind of seems like this mining area was especially critical during like the wolf. Ah. So they were really pushing production to the max. I think that's important, yeah. yeah. So then post-war, they didn't want to, it, to me where I said they didn't want to bring this production all down, so they never took the time to slow Yeah, down. during times of crisis, we cut corners or do things we wouldn't otherwise normally do, right? So the, the fact that there's a crisis, I don't know how you fix that other than you need to be aware of that as public administrators to not fall into those traps, because um, that happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, would you say po political loyalty? Yes. And um, corruption? Yeah, there's definitely some corruption. Um, because the governor's up for election, right? Uh, the way, and then the, there's the element of how they do the campaign contributions that it talks about in the case as well. This is all part of the, I think, part the of the story. Was just down the street instead of yeah. Going to where it should have went. No, these were folks. These were folks inside of the system, um, in in government that they were that they mainly talked about in the case, right? So not the not the miners. Yeah. I, like, read part yeah, I don't think it was very. I know it's not very clear. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't super clear. Yeah. So should we say? Should we say? Um, you know, a little bit of should we say politics and corruption entered in here yeah. a little bit? I mean, obviously. Well, they went up, they went up the ladder. You see it go up the ladder because it even says near the end of the book where. Each level could have been stopped, or any, and even the inspector said if it was terminally, you know, in danger, they, they could have stopped it. Right I mean, think about it. You're the governor. I mean, this is, a, this is kind of a sad way to think about it. You've got an election coming up. There's a war going on. We need the production. Uh, the mines have been fine, right? We yeah, it's a little dangerous, whatever. Probably nothing's going to happen. So, why would I shut down the mine and risk re-election or something like that? when I think that everything's gonna be fine. So you see how those things all enter in, and then you and then boom, you get it, boom, sorry to say boom, but yeah. that's what happened. I do remember, it does say um, that when they took it to court, they basically, uh, Scallon 
rule of making them put sprinklers, or the recommendation of putting sprinklers in, was overturned, even though it was violated. And then they refused to revoke the certificates of the superintendent and the mine manager. So that's a big one. Scanlon, Scanlon's doing all these recommendations, and Scanlon's not ever being listened to, right? So Scanlon's, he's supposed to be, this, he's supposed to be the stopgap here. If things are bad, Scanlon's, he's the inspector, he's supposed to be able to stop the mine from going, and it's, that's not happening. So, can we say Scanlon's power, because that's, that's a spoiler alert. Yeah. I also think, like, I'm not sure how to word this exactly, but there's a lack of credibility given to, like, the low-wage laborers. Like, the yeah. miners are trying to, even the letter they send to the governor, the governor's assistant, instead of responding to them or getting more information from an inspector, someone more close to the scene, instead just talks to the people they've been talking to the whole time. Yeah. And it all just goes through the politicians yeah. and through the government employees, and it just goes in circles because no one's actually... Yeah, it's definitely like a, it, yeah, it's like a workers', workers rights issue, right? And that's why we have unions. Uh, the problem with this case is even the union's not doing a good job, yeah. right? And so unions are there to protect workers. Um, and famously, our, our mining workers have, you know, you know, you know the history there. Um, it's one of the hardest jobs. It's one of the most dangerous jobs. We've had a lot of problems with mining, all kinds of things in this country. So, yeah. I would say another thing I believe they mentioned in there was there was a lack of authority. They had to do things. So, like Scanlon, yeah. was supposed to be able to just shut down the yeah, operation, but he can't do so without the permission of his company, which can't do it without the cooperation of the miners' union and other such things. So there are just so many different. So it's one of the one of the things we're going to. So red tape, right? So it's one of the things we're going to talk about with bureaucracy next time. So some red tape. Okay, a couple other problems, then we'll get on to some recommendations. Uh, just going off the bat, it says like the members of the committee, like the miners themselves, didn't know what powers they were yeah. had. So maybe like a lack of, just a lack of education, a lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. um, in, at not just the minor level, but other levels maybe. So I just had a, a comment, because I was thinking about Wilson's essay, and he, make, he makes a comment where he talks about it. Uh, the administration itself becomes too decentralized and too divided. It results in irresponsibility. Yep. And I think this is a classic case of that, where so many different groups had like yep. similar authority and they didn't know how to jostle it together to actually. Yeah, and there's so much. Yeah, there's there there. Well, there's duplication. We'll talk about that too. There's red tape. It's complex. Um, there's different levels. There's so many responsibilities, and it, nobody does a good job, right? So that's great. That's a great point. Another part is uh, lack of consequences, not just post explosion, ah. but there's no enforcement of yeah enforcement. Of anything. Okay, enforce. Isn't that the one with follow through though? Like, is that part of follow through, or is that not connected? Probably. probably I mean, no, I'm just like yeah. yeah, I mean, it it fits in there. Did I? Did you? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah there was a nobody really wanted to deal with it because it was easy yeah. to sort of like go. Yeah. Yes, because I get complacency, right? Yeah, they all I saw, so like, so after the outcome of everything, not even, so like the state of Illinois and the federal government changed its mind safety laws yeah. on force of right. until 1952. Yeah. When a greater disaster occurred. Yeah, we don't learn our lessons. Yeah. Negligence. So, yeah, so negligence, not, not really punished. There's no real punishment there. There's no enforcement. And so, of course, you still... And we used to, we still have some mining disasters in this country occasionally. Um, I think I think the situation's a lot better than it was um, in terms of inspections and making things sure things are safe and trying to avoid disasters and, and things like that. Okay, what would you say in terms of what would be your recommendations of how to fix? Like if you could have some fixes, and some of you did the some of you did the questions already probably. Not a lot of you, but some of you. So if you were to say, how do you know? Let's wave our magic wand and fix this. What what do you say? What do you do? Yeah. Well, I feel like one of the first things we do is not just talk to the higher ups, but actually talk to the people who are in the mine, who are there every day, who actually see the problems and actually know what they're talking about, and aren't just kind of there for the like. I don't want to say just like the political benefits, but I feel like there's a lot of like inner talking. Yeah. But isn't, but isn't that what Scanlon's supposed to be doing? Yeah. He's there all the time. He's talking to the miners and 
Like, so I think you're right. Like no, you're right. Yeah, you're on the right track. Uh, with that, I, mine was give more authority to those yeah. inspectors, like allow them to like place fees or forcibly close the mine. Yep. So what? Yeah, perfect. So one of the things you're going to see, you're going to see this in other cases, yeah. is anytime you know you have, and, and we still we have these in all kinds of places. I mean, um, my wife owns a salon, right? Salons get inspected by the state. So we have all kinds of things that are tied into the state, into the federal government. You know, OSHA is part of the federal government, right? But I think sometimes in really serious circumstances where you're dealing with life and death and, and uh, more serious things, you need some independence by whoever it is that's inspecting. And so to give him either more power or make it an independent office somehow and, and let Scanlon be able to shut the mine down himself, and then it could be investigated or, or whatever. I think that's really one of the keys here. I think going along with that, like, it, it said that he felt like he was going to get, like, fired yeah. and shut it down into, like, protection for the people who would have that power. Yeah, so one of the things, good. So one of the things, we, we have whistleblower protection laws in this country now. They came in, you know, the 70s, right? Um, with this same kind of an idea that you ought, you if there's something that you see you can report it and not have to be not have to be worried that you're going to be fired and people don't even have to know who you are right um, to have some independence when there's problems but yeah he's just so tied into the political realm and he has no real power and and he just can't really do anything right yeah one of the things that I was thinking about is it said later on they do make that organization the CMA who does have the authority to send an inspector out that can immediately shut down a mine that's yeah. in danger. But it said like a lot of the workers that worked there were naval people, major yeah. naval soldiers, like a lot of them had no experience. And so I think that could have been a big mistake on their part is staffing it with people who don't understand the demands of the job or the danger that these people are in. Sure. So they have the authority to actually prevent things, but they don't know how to use it. So this goes back to what we started with in class today, which is, um, well, second thing, Wilson professionalizing, having the knowledge and understanding and skill and ability to do that job, right? So any other thoughts or recommendations? We sort of touched on, I mean, obviously accountability is an important recommendation here, too. So did they have, like, coal reserves? Did they have it stored somewhere where that if they did have to close, it was still feasible to continue their everyday lives? Oh, I'm sure we, yeah, absolutely we had, we had some reserves. I'm not sure exactly how much we had, but we had, we had coal. But I think the, the thought was we need to keep producing this because there's so much of a demand yeah. with the war that mm -hmm. if we don't, it's going to be problematic. Um, Truman, when Truman was president, he, had, he was a very famous Supreme Court case. He seized the, the steel mills were going to shut down, right? And he, he seized the steel mill and told them they had to keep open. And there's a Supreme Court case about this and all that. But because of that same kind of a concept, you know, under in a war, we have to keep producing this stuff or we won't be able to, won't be able to function. Yeah? The thing that's kind of bothered me was that when the, the federal guys got together, they didn't look at any of the reports that had already been taken. Like oh, the federal side did horrible in this case. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Scanlon, he sort of can't blame him because he's trying... And he's writing these reports and doing these things and trying to, and, he, and he's doing a pretty good job. He just, you know, because of what we just discussed, he can't really get it done. Yeah, I mean, it's like, they have looked at the, like, the business side of, like, responses, which Joe were on, but I didn't think that they looked at the channel side. Also. Yeah. I thought that was really idiotic. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, okay. It's interesting. Um. We will have other cases like this where there, obviously where there's a bunch of different organizations, there's lots of things going on and, and, and we'll try to pinpoint exactly what happens. Um, we, have a, we have a case coming up where a, a girl's murdered by her boyfriend um, who had been in and out of the system, both in prison and the psychological system and he was out on the street and she had a restraining order and, and those are the kind of cases that we're gonna be looking at this semester. We do have some happy cases, but Mostly, mostly dealing with tragedy. Although you know they're they're certainly interesting, so they're kind of they're kind of fun to read. But any final thoughts on the case? And if not, we can yeah. It's not about that case. I was wondering if we could maybe study Chernobyl, because I think that it's a very very good, very interesting case of public administration. Um, 
So I don't know. Get Chernobyl in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. I think it is interesting. Um, yeah, I'll think about that. Or maybe fit it in. Uh, maybe we could fit it in somewhere or have, do it as extra credit or something. Um, you know, and get, it'd certainly give us some uh, international, an international case, which is never a bad idea, right? So yeah, lots of lots of lessons from Chernobyl, of course, right? And we have our own. I mean, maybe the tie into the U.S. is we have our own nuclear disasters that have happened here, uh, Three Mile Island. We actually had a we actually had the first ever death um, deaths at a at a nuclear facility in Idaho, the one here. Really? Yeah. So some interesting stuff, but okay. Paradigms in five minutes here. <laughs> so again, you're going to do this on your own, but you're going to you're going to take one of the paradigms and do a write up um, of kind of those questions that it's asking. So there's some directions in there. Get in there and do it over the weekend. But what were, you know, first of all, kind of what were your thoughts? Um, what you what you take out of out of these paradigms? Yeah. I just found it funny. Like it seems Americans are very stubborn. <laughs> it, they you explained like. This is how Europe did it, so America had to be sure to do not that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, what maybe the maybe the obvious question is, you know, why do we why in the social sciences and in humanities and stuff? What, what I mean, why do we try to put things into these 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 boxes into these paradigms? Is that helpful? Um, it, it, I think it is. I mean, how do you understand anything if you don't try to define what it is, right? This kind of helps us understand like the evolution of it, I guess. Yeah. So that's what I, I think that's right. That's a good word. So, so you start out in the first paradigm, uh, PauseCorp, and it's really basic. How do you how do you do this thing in the, in the least amount of steps? And then, and then the evolution of how things came in, how how uh, different practices and, and education and organizations, and we started to look at things differently. We brought in other fields, and we got more creative and all that stuff. Well, I think it's important to study the evolution as well because. While the things that you're that we did in the very beginning of public administration might not be the answer to what's happening now, they're we built upon. Absolutely. And we're still using some of those elements. Oh, absolutely. And so it's important to know. Yeah. So you guys want to hear my silly example of pause cord that I always give? So, so that that part of that part of that first one is how many steps does it take to do something, right? And how quickly can you do it and in, in efficiently? Um, I played basketball in college, right? And at a junior college in Twin Falls, and then at Utah State. This is, so this is like 1990 through 94. It's a long time ago. Um, and at, at U, one of the things you do in basketball is run ladders. So some of you that play basketball know this, right? So it's like the free throw line, half court, the other free throw line, the baseline on the other end. And I like to try to win these ladders at Utah State and at CSI when I was playing there. And I was pretty, pretty. I would usually win them, but I got to, I got to Utah State, and there was a, the point guard was he would, he would beat me, and it was really frustrating me. I was like, <laughs> I gotta beat this guy, because I want to show effort, and I, I was pretty fast and all that stuff, and I just couldn't figure out how. I mean, I was running as hard as I could. I was like, is he just faster than me, or, or what's happening? And usually, you know, when you run a ladder, so this is how practical that first paradigm gets. So when you're running the ladder. Usually, what you do is you're, you're running, right? You plant. And you go like that, right? And you turn, and you plant again, and you go that way. And I, I was, I was like, I gotta watch him closer. And and I figured out what he was doing. So he would instead of instead of doing it like that, he would jump, right, and turn. So he'd go like that. Do you see? He just that takes a half step. That's faster than this. And if you do it, what eight times? That was the key. So once I realized that, I was like, I'll just do what he's doing. I started beating him. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the basic, you know, in, in whatever it is that we're doing, what are the steps to do it more effective and efficiently? That guy, I just actually saw him two months ago. He's a friend, of course, of mine. and um, He's kind of an amazing, he's an amazing person, amazing basketball player. But he was also in the top 10 steals in the United States. In a Division One school, which is a big deal, right? He's, he had like two and a half, three steals a game. It's hard to steal the ball from college basketball players. And one of the things that he would do that I've never seen anybody else do is in basketball, usually people try to steal like this, right? So they got the ball and you go like this. 
he would get a crowd people and then like the rest, let's say the rest over here. He would crowd them like this and get kind of body to body and he would use this hand that they couldn't see and he would hit the ball away. It was amazing. So I learned a lot from him, but that's pause court. What are the, step, what are the steps to digging a ditch or to putting in a railroad line or, or to make service more efficient and effective? Okay, so look on, look online. For the, for the, pick one of those four paradigms, answer the questions, and then post it on the discussion board. Make sure you do the reading for next time. You'll have a quiz as well. Um, we're in person on Monday, so we'll be talking about bureaucracy. I think we're talking about another case. Thanks, that was fun. Michael, hey, I didn't even know you were in the class. You're really quiet. Yeah, no, I. The reason why I was so quiet is that I thought we didn't have anything to turn in today. You don't. Well, you talked about like already having you know created some stuff, right? Like, or no, somebody saying. just turned in the ring. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, you're good. Wait, what? <laughs> you're good. Yeah. I got so worried. I didn't know you were in this class. Yeah. The I'm first, sorry. the first thing will be the quiz on on Monday, and then I'm letting you. Speak. Because I yeah. change things. Um, and for the reading, like I remember, I you know, read the stuff, but um, I feel like the paradigms were I I might have not read them. <coughs> Where were they? Okay. There's less stuff. Post. Right? Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Gotcha. Pick one, right? Pick and one, and then reply it back, right? Yep. And doesn't cool. that, is there a word count to it? No. And don't take more than 20 minutes. Awesome. Just pick one and kind of outline it. That's yeah. great. So, so, so right. how do you get to the third What? Hold up. It's a great question. The simplest Wait, way sorry. I think no, about it is kind of a, a, a way of thinking about how something, something is done during a certain period of time. Uh, guys, I, right. I saw you like... And so that's in the article. Yeah, I said, you know, this is kind of how we think about this particular period. You know, the pause corp, the very first period... You know, you have a first textbook. It's very basic, the steps of how we do things efficiently and effectively in the shortest amount of time and do it well. That was really kind of the theme of that. So I'm going to work later. No, on the case study, on the case study, the questions that you get are you answer all those. No, the case questions will always be based on the case study and not the theory reading. I think so. just the case study. So the case study. No, not Wilson. The the mine. Yeah, it's centralized. Yeah. Oh, you're not looking them up, they're in the book. The first thing is the terms, and then I think Wilson, and then you have the paradigms, and then you have the case. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Hey, I like your I like your mask, but you look like a bank robber in that. Another question I have for you, Rose. The whole class, I was looking for the name of this, um, not philosopher. Oh my gosh! But he's a um, he was into public policy, and he looked at how to make things as efficiently as possible. And I forgot the name. There was Alton Mayo who did the opposite. Yeah. There's this guy who's really about oh, the details and like um, work chain and whatnot. Send me an email, I'll find it for you. Oh. Yeah, okay. I can't think of his name right now. I'll do it. There's a couple of. I, uh, I need to talk to you later. Other people. Sorry. Oh, yeah. By the way, I love this stuff. This stuff, like. Like, oh, good. Yeah, I love. I, I really. I want to. I, I want to be an ambassador. ambassador. Oh, cool. So, anyways, one last question. So, on the case questions, which is yes, yeah, so I'm not gonna ask those. Repeat what you said, but I don't have to add the questions into one of my responses. I just add the response. Double space response. Double yeah, space. So you single space the single space my my question. Okay, and, and, then then and if I send it to you to look at it, yeah. you can tell me some things I can. Like, yeah. My English is not that good. Only when it's politics. You know how Brazilians are. <laughs> but this stuff excites me. I, I read it. Oh, good. I, that's why there's so many. Like, I was I, I came prepared to actually some counters and stuff. The books are really the books are really good. Yeah. I'm I'm sad because. So they so haven't done a new edition in forever, and I'm like, man, I wish they'd do a new edition. Yeah. But. And I think there's a lot of points there, like, because 
I mean, we all, it's kind of, I don't want to be this guy too, but I'm kind of glad we only have this for an hour because I feel like there's more. Oh, yeah. I, 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 you do no, I jam packed. Like, you do a good job at stopping it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no, no, I could, we could have just done, I mean, we could have done just like two of the, I did four things today. We yeah. Two of them easy. Yeah. Because I had some other things I wanted to say, but I was like, so, oh, yeah, yeah, it's always a matter yeah. of like, I'll, I'll either draw it out a little longer if I have more time or I'll uh -huh. sort it up. Okay. Right. But I really, I, I, if oh, you cool. Tell, I'm engaged. Like, well, good. <laughs> you're gonna love the. You're gonna love the book. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. And I like talking. I mean, I've talked about these cases for years, so yeah. it's they're still fun to me to talk about. Them. Well, and the thing is, and another thing, it's important to read them. because even right now, I was I was hearing so many other insights. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is it is pretty long, but it take an hour or two. Yeah, no, it seems like we have some we have some good folks in here that it'll yeah, be a good no, semester. I, that was, it's, it's interesting, the quality, it's always like, the class can be, the class is so much better if you have the right people in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That want to talk and want to get engaged and do the reading yeah. and think about it. It's a, it always makes for a, a better class, yeah. so. Well, thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Hi. Hey. Uh, I'm Jane, the one who wrote you, so oh. I came today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I should get my advice from you then. <laughs> <laughs> so I was one. So just to make sure I understand, we have classes on Monday, Wednesday. We're in person. In person. And then Friday, and then Fridays. This Friday we were in person, but yeah. usually Friday will be like an online. Okay. Either it'll be either a test or a video or like an online activity. Okay. But next week I'll show you before Friday what to do. And so the assignment on paradigms, is it due this weekend or next weekend? I think I just told you to do it. Yeah, you did. I don't think there's actually, I don't think, I, it's not like, it's just part of your participation grade. Okay. I just told you to do it. So then just do it the next few days. Okay. Don't take more than 20 minutes either. Just real quick. I'm just trying to get you guys to think about that stuff real quick because we didn't have time to talk about it a lot. So. Great. Read, did you read through the syllabus? Uh, I read through, okay. I looked at it, like, but um, I still need to get the book. Okay. But yeah. So get the book, catch up. If you have questions, um, either email me or we can talk about it in class on Monday or whatever. Perfect. So glad you made it. Yeah, thank <laughs> good, you. Good to meet you. Yeah.